guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Hear Me Out with Angie. I am your host Angie and this is the first episode of 2023. So I'd like to wish you all a happy new year and I hope that you've enjoyed your 2023 so far and I hope that you guys have a wonderful year. So today I'm going to do something a bit different. I'm going to be doing book reviews. I've read a few books so far and I think I'd like to review them for those of you that are avid readers. I have a few here that we're going to get through but first and foremost Argentina won the World Cup. I know I'm very late but they won. Messi now has a World Cup under his belt which is fantastic. The goat chats can stop. The debate is over. That man has completed football. I don't think we'll ever see players as great as Messi and Ronaldo, especially when they were in their prime. Ronaldo has now officially left Man United and he's playing for a team called Al Nasir. He signed a contract for, I think, $200 million, which is insane. But, you know, he is still one of the GOATs. And it is not a shock that a team is willing to pay that much for him. I wish him nothing but the best in his new endeavor with his new team and I hope it brings him happiness because these past couple of months must have been absolute hell for him. So I just hope that moving to this new team, you know, just brings him all the happiness that he can possibly get. Messi still remains with PSG alongside Mbappe who made it to the finals but was unfortunately beaten in the penalty knockout which was quite devastating because that man carried his team on his back in that game scored three goals one was a penalty and you know brought them back up when they were down i think 2-0 but unfortunately the rest of his team just sucked when it came to taking penalties which resulted in the loss that France endured and the win that ultimately got Messi and the rest of Argentina their World Cup. So congratulations to them. Um, The Premier League is back and it's been quite interesting. I think we're seeing a lot of transition going on amongst teams, which would explain why Chelsea is currently sitting at 9th place and Liverpool at 10th, while Fulham is in 6th. Arsenal remains top of the league with Man City second place, um, Newcastle third, and Man United have pulled themselves up from out of the trenches and are now sitting comfortably at fourth place. Um, This is a very, very interesting season, and albeit we're only just a little bit past halfway, so we really don't know what's going to happen, but it's very interesting. Man City lost yesterday in their game against United 2-1. Um, Chelsea lost as well. I forgot against who, but they lost. That's They've been doing that quite a lot recently, losing. But yeah, we're going to have to just, you know, see how it all unwinds and unfolds as the season continues to go on. Now let's get into the reviews. Um, firstly, I'd like to review SOS by SZA. I've never been a huge SZA fan. I think I only properly listened to Control last year. That's when I actually started getting into the album. Before that, I really had no you know, inclination to like 
take time out of my day and listen to the album. But I did, and I quite enjoyed it. But SOS by SZA has been on repeat since it came out. That album is perfection. Not a single song on there is a skippable song. Everything is beautiful. I am absolutely in love with the album. I give it a solid 9 out of 10. That album is perfection from the beginning right through till the end. I love it. Some of my favorites um, include Kill Bill, obviously. Despite how overplayed it is, I still love it. Open Arms with Travis Scott, um, F2F, um, Snooze, Nobody Gets Me Low, Seek and Destroy, um, Gone Girl, Conceited, Too Far, Too Late, I mean, sorry. Um, Yeah, just to name a few. Like, I am in love with the album and. I wouldn't change anything. I feel like it was worth the four-year wait. It is currently number one album on the Billboard charts for the fourth week in a row, which is the first time since Janet Jackson's... I forgot which album, but that album. Yeah. So, you know, my girl is breaking records, and I love it for her. I love, love, love to see SZA winning. This album deserves all the accolades. Better get a Grammy because I think this is actually one of the best albums that are going to come out of this year. Well, it came out last year, but it's going to be the best, one of the best albums of 2023, despite, you know, the year just beginning. But you could just tell that this album is going to be amazing. Control carried us for four years. SOS is going to carry us for another, I don't know how many more years until SZA decides to release her next album. But this album is top tier, definitely a 9 out of 10 in my book. We're going to move on to Ginny and Georgia, season 2. I just finished it last week, I think. And I'm a Ginny apologist. I will forever be a Ginny apologist. Because I get it. Georgia has done so much for Ginny. You know, she has tried to be the best mother that she possibly could have been. Especially given that they only have a 15-year gap between them. She has tried to be a good mother. But in in Ginny's defense, I think that people need to remember that Ginny doesn't know Georgia's past the way we do. Ginny doesn't know what Georgia's done. You know, she's always hearing, I've done so much for you. I've always protected you, blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't see the flashbacks that we see, you know. And Georgia isn't the most forthcoming when it comes to telling the truth. And I think had she been a bit more honest, her relationship with Jenny could have been a lot more improved, you know? Like, had she told Jenny and Austin about Gil, Jenny would have probably never sent those letters, which would have never led to Jill tracking them down, Gil tracking them down, and, you know, just causing havoc for my girl, Georgia. And um, had she been a bit more honest about, you know... I mean, I get it. Your child is... 16 you're not trying to tell them that I've killed this many amount of people whatever but also it kind of eliminates the element of surprise wherein you know a private investigator can come and tell your child all these things and your child obviously not having the full story will believe whatever the private investigator tells them rather than them knowing the actual truth and being like yeah you're trying to set my mom up I'm not going to fall for it I know the truth and I know why she did it you know and I think they both just have a lot of issues to work through together and individually as people 
Um, I think Max was very annoying in the beginning. The first few episodes, I couldn't stand her. I wanted to knock her out. But I think I also understand where she's coming from because she may have felt like maybe um, Jenny was using Marcus and she knows Marcus is past with depression, etc., etc. And she, I'm guessing she just doesn't want to see her brother hurt. But her reaction was a bit overdramatic. Um, but I do get it in the sense that, like, we're friends, Jenny, and you should have just come to me and told me the truth. I probably would have handled the situation a bit better, but you didn't, which means I didn't. And then it was just this huge mess that it should never have been in the first place. Um, and Nora's just a follower. Nora just follows. I really hope we get to see more of her and her story in season three because for now, like, she's a very inconsequential character very gorgeous though but very inconsequential i hope they dive deeper into abby's eating disorder and i hope that she finds someone that truly cherishes her and treats her right because press is not it he's a good looking man i can admit that but his character is disgusting you know like he's just so ugh. I'm not here for him. I hope that, you know, she meets someone that's really sweet, really nice, and Pris realizes what he lost out on because he was being a douchebag. Padma is such a sweet person. I have nothing bad to say about Padma. She's such a sweet and mature character, and I hope she finds someone that, you know, cherishes her and treats her right and wants to be with her. Hunter this season was a lot more tolerable i actually have nothing bad to say about him this season he was nice to jenny he was nice to marcus he was just a very nice character maybe it's also maybe that could be due to the fact that he did not get a lot of screen time so we didn't have a chance to get annoyed by him but i'm here for it especially that scene that happened after um jenny dropped ap english and you know he wanted to speak about the book that she had recommended for the class after that racist teacher of hers told her to like you know find a book that like relates to the african-american experience or whatever i do not like that man i hope he get he gets what's coming to him but also i think it kind of just highlights i think that entire storyline just highlights how oblivious white people can be to the struggles of people of color because you know this had been an ongoing thing from season one between um the english teacher and jenny and the fact that neither max nor hunter saw what was going on until jenny had to like actually stand up for herself and vocalize that this is wrong is a bit of a it's a bit of a red flag you know but the saying goes ignorance is bliss and i'm guessing that's what max chose to do um so yeah i really hope that storyline also just you know i hope there's more to it uh max's de- marcus's depression was wow they highlighted it so beautifully and i really do hope he gets the help that he needs i fully understand why he broke up with jenny you know when he said he has no more room for anyone else's pain i got that because jenny's also going through a lot right now with her mental health and she's seeking professional help which is great for her but marcus isn't and he's choosing to deal with it in a way that isn't really dealing with it and him having no more room makes 
a lot of sense because it just goes to show that he needs to kind of like work on himself as a person and work on whatever it is that he's battling through before he can extend himself to someone else in that manner and while Jenny was oblivious to it for majority of the season once it came to light I do like the fact that she acknowledged that she was in the wrong and she should have been there for Marcus and she should have seen it you know but she was so caught up in whatever it is she was going through that she didn't even stop to think that hey maybe he's going to do something too so I really like the fact that she was able to acknowledge that and I think that shows growth in her character which I'm absolutely here for. Again, this is why I will always be a Ginny apologist because she has shown so much growth this season. Like, yeah, in the beginning, she was a bit bratty about it, but she, you know, you could see the growth happening. Her relationship with Georgia specifically, you know, and with um, just everyone else. I really do wish that we'd gotten more of just Ginny and Abby as friends outside of max and nora i think that was a really cute little friendship that was going on and i would have liked to see it blossom even further before they you know decided to forgive max and nora but it's fine the play was amazing bracia has such a gorgeous voice and i'm very glad that Ginny has friends that can relate to her and her struggles you know because Max and them are good friends, but they're white and they don't fully understand what Jenny goes through. Whereas Bracia and the gang kind of do. And I'm really glad that she has people that she can turn to that kind of relate to whatever it is that she's going through. Um, I love Paul. I have nothing bad to say about him. I wasn't sold, but you know, he did some stuff and I was like, that right there is husband material. That is a man. That's who Georgia needs. Simon is cute, you know, but that's her past. Joe is also her past, you know. Paul is a husband. That man, oh, 10 out of 10. He's amazing. Um, so, yeah. But I do think that song that Bracia and Max sang in the play about um, marriage is a something. I forgot the song, but that song. I think it kind of foreshadows that maybe Paul might do something illegal for Georgia. Not in a bad way, but he might have to end up, like, you know, getting some blood on his hands or something shady in order to protect Georgia. And I do think that Simone, Zaya's new girlfriend, might be um, Georgia's, Georgia's lawyer or whatever, you know? Also, Georgia, girl, you were almost like you were almost scot free you were almost at the finish line you were about to walk out of this unscathed until you had to go and off tom i get it i get that she did it in like a drunken spur of the moment i feel some sympathy for cynthia and i want to help her out but man that was not your place you know he was gonna go and he was gonna go you should not have taken it into your own hands because now you're facing jail and like actual charges because I think there was a scene where, I think last season, where you can see um, there's a camera or something in that room. So it's looking quite tricky for the girl. But, you know, let's hope that she, let's hope that somehow she overcomes this. It's Georgia. She looks great in anything, but I do not want to see her in prison overalls. So yeah, season two of Jenny and Georgia gets a cute 8 out of 10 for me. I absolutely loved it. 
moving on we're gonna talk about uh guillermo guillermo i don't know how to pronounce his name guillermo del toro's pinocchio watched it i wasn't a fan but to be fair i've never really been a fan of pinocchio but i just really didn't enjoy the movie it was really boring um if that's your thing i think give it a watch you know if you enjoyed pinocchio growing up then you should absolutely give it a watch but I've just never been a fan of Pinocchio and I found the movie quite boring. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. We're not going to like dwell too much on that. Um, I also watched Glass Onion. It was interesting. It wasn't the best. I've watched it definitely does not hold a torch to um, Knives Out. Knives Out was an amazing movie. That movie was great glass onion wasn't as great it was good but i think it was carried a lot by the characters or rather the actors that played those characters like the lineup in the movie was fantastic but i think the movie in itself wasn't that great i wouldn't watch it again so i'd give it a six out of ten it was cute though you know cute little mystery let's figure out who the killer is etc etc great movie um the menu I also watched the menu i think a few days ago i enjoyed it you know i was trying to figure out what like what's going on like i'm I'm very confused but as it kept unraveling i was like oh damn that man that came with her is disgusting the fact that he knew that everyone there was destined to die and he said nothing and he still brought along an innocent woman is insane and i love that she was able to finesse the game i love that she you know was able to remind the chef of why he became a chef in the first place you know and i love that she finessed it i think you guys should watch it i give it a 7.5 out of 10 i think it's a good movie and now the movie i've been dying to speak about avatar the way of water i recently just watched it i don't know if there's anything that's going to top that movie that movie was amazing it was wow i i'm tempted to go watch it again in cinema because it was such a good movie you know it's been 10 years since the first one i also recently watched the first avatar just to like you know remind myself of the storyline and just kind of prepare myself for the second one and the first one was good don't get me wrong but the second avatar was insane like it was three hours long and there was not a single point during those three hours that I felt bored I felt like the plot was losing me I felt like this is a filler scene or whatever like every single scene in that movie had me drawn like I was captivated I was enamored by the film um the storyline was amazing you know the visuals were stunning the depth to the characters because I feel like in the first one it was mostly about Jake Sully and um, Zoe Saldana's character, I forgot her name. Whereas the second one, you know, it's about the kids, it's about Jake, it's about uh, the sky people. Um, and it was just so, like, so well put together. I was such a fan of it all. I, wow, that movie is a 10 out of 10 in my books. I really do highly recommend everyone goes to watch it if you haven't already. It was a brilliant book, fantastic book. Movie, sorry, it was wow. I am, I have no words to describe just how much of a masterpiece 
this movie was it was so worth the wait and i really hope that the next few avatar movies that are set to come out over the years are just as great if not better i don't know how you're gonna top that but i wow it was such a great movie so yeah it's a 10 out of 10 in my books moving on to the book reviews i'm gonna start with it's two books haunting and hunting adeline by hd carlton i don't know what i was expecting when i went into reading these books you know because um i got the recommendations off of tiktok and i was like oh okay people were like yeah it's spicy it's great and i was like okay and then i read the first one which is haunting adeline and basically it's about this girl who moves into her grandmother's house after the grandmother passes away her mom isn't a fan of that but you know she's a rebellious adult she is an author and she happens to catch the eye of this one man Zaid and I forgot the main character's name I'm very sorry Zaid runs this um, organization that deals with tracking down sex trafficking rings and all of that and like you know tearing them down one by one you know that's like his whole thing going after people that sex traffic kids women children whatever that's his whole thing but then he like kind of gets obsessed with the main character the protagonist i mean they're both protagonists in a way because the book is a job point of view so we get to see both their um both their points of views um but yeah he gets enamored with the author lady and like he starts stalking her you know entering her house leaving her roses and it's a bit weird there's also a bit of um there's a bit of sexual harassment and some rapey scenes in there personally the book made me very uncomfortable the first book and somehow the author girl still ends up falling in love with him i guess which is i don't know i'm gonna chalk it up to stockholm syndrome but yeah the first book was a bit i was on the fence if you're into that if you're into like the dark romance kind of like kind of books then i guess that's right up your alley it wasn't right up mine so for me i think it is a four out of ten um i don't know what compelled me to but i still went and read the second book which is hunting adeline where um she is now she's now being kidnapped because apparently she has a really high price on her head like she is what they call the diamond like she's wanted by many like men in like really high up positions so she was kidnapped um and taken to this house where they basically groom you on how to become a sex slave for whoever buys you um that for me was very it was a very traumatic reading i didn't finish the book um i had to skip a lot of it especially her point of views because now it's her point of view and then it's also zade's point of view where he's trying to like find her but it's like very difficult because you know these sex trafficking rings are very like inconspicuous 
and they're very well hidden and it's very hard to get access into them so you know i think it took like three months in total before she was eventually found but what she went through was insane like oh i don't want to spoil it or give anything away but it was a very yeah that book was traumatizing to say the least um i'm gonna give it a I don't want to give it too low of a rating because it did highlight, you know, like what goes on when people are sex trafficked. And I think that is something that needs more awareness. And it highlights the fact that, like, this is a known thing, you know, like, we have people like Epstein and, you know, the island and, and, and. So it's very, like, it's not a secret that people are sex trafficked, but people a lot of people are like willing to turn a blind eye if it doesn't directly affect them or their loved ones which is insane and Zay's entire organization is the fact that like his entire organization is based on the fact that he doesn't need to know these people to want to save them you know and he takes every loss of every victim very personally which is such an oxymoron because how are you wanting to protect people and like you know save these victims and yet you are out here sexually assaulting and harassing and stalking a victim you know like it was just very i don't know but overall um i'd give hunting adeline a 5.5 i'll bet i didn't finish it so i can't really speak on it but the books as a whole are not for me i yeah i personally wouldn't recommend them unless you're into like that dark romance type thing um but yeah the books are by hd carlton if you're interested in checking them out next on the agenda is the twisted series which comprises of four books all interlinked i think it makes sense to read them in order as well and the order is twisted love twisted games twisted hate and twisted lies the books are by Anna Huang, that's H-U-A-N-G, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, forgive me if I didn't, Anna spelled A-N-A and then H-U-A-N-G. So the first book is Twisted Love, which focuses on Alex and Ava. Alex is um, a billionaire, young billionaire, I think he's 26 in the book. Ava is Alex's best friend's younger sister. Um, the best friend Josh has been called out for some doctor thing or whatever so he moves away and he's like listen Alex I need you to look after my younger sister blah 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 so then Alex is like cool and then he moves in next door but like it's very um, you know he doesn't want to view her as anything other than josh's younger sister but you know these kinds of books he does end up viewing her like that they get into a relationship it's all cool but then like throughout the book we know that alex has a revenge mission that he's on but we don't know what exactly it is until the end when we find out um i'm not gonna spoil it for you because i really did enjoy this book um it it also has groveling where alex messed up and you know ava now moves all the way to london to get away from him and 
whatever happened and this man literally like gives up being a CEO moves to London to beg her for an entire year until she eventually like forgives him and stuff I rate Twisted Love as a I'd give it 4 out of 5 stars I think it's a great book and Alex he he's good in this book but his character is a lot better in the other three books you know he's like the standout in all other three books he's literally the worst character in his book but in the other three he's amazing you know next on the agenda is twisted games which is the second book which follows reese who's a bodyguard and bridget who's a princess of this um small country in europe i think and um so basically at her time in uni because all the girls all the four girls in the book are friends right and that's basically how they're all connected they were they were all roommates in their first year of uni so reese is assigned to protect bridget the princess and um he's the only character in all four books that doesn't have to grovel or beg because he did nothing wrong um obviously they begin this forbidden love story and it takes some time for things to properly work out for them but it does in the end this though i think might be my least favorite I will rate it a 3 out of 5. It's still a great book, but for me, it's the one I connected with the least. Still a fantastic book that I would definitely recommend it. The third book is Twisted Hate, which features Josh, who is Ava from the first book's brother, older brother. So it features Josh and Jules. You know, Jules is one of Ava's close friends. Um, and Josh and Jules did not get along. You know, this is like a hate to love kind of story where it it's kind of slow burning they go from being complete enemies to like you know just sleeping with each other to realizing that they have actual feelings but then something happens and i think both parties were wrong and therefore i'm not mad at the fact that josh didn't grovel a lot before jules forgave him because i think both parties were wrong in this situation his reaction to it was wrong but what she did was also very wrong so his reaction isn't a hundred percent unwarranted but i think his reaction kind of also like validates why she didn't want to tell him in the first place but yeah i think overall it's a great book i'd give it a 4.5 4.5 but i think josh and jules are a better couple than alex and ava I don't know a little bit the thing is out of all of the couples Josh and Jules are the most um they're the most I don't want to say relatable but financially yeah because Josh is a doctor and Jules is well she's starting to become a lawyer so they're the most you know relatable because Alex was a um freaking billionaire 
and Ava was, I think, a painter, an artist. The second book, Reese, okay, he was a bodyguard, but Bridget was a freaking princess. So again, unobtainable love story. Whereas Josh and Jules are like more, okay, I can kind of see this happening, you know? Doctor and lawyer, kind of makes sense. But yeah, I think, okay, I think I'll give them a four out of five stars. And then the last book, which is actually my favorite, Twisted Lies, um, is about Stella and Christian. Christian is also a billionaire. He owns this like security company. And Reese actually, Reese from book two, worked under Christian until obviously he became the prince consort of that country that Bridget now is queen of because her brother abdicated the throne and um as second in line she was now first in line to the throne once her grandfather you know stepped down as king and apparently in that country they don't do king consorts it's only prince consorts so yeah so christian owns this building that stella and jewels wanted to stay at but the rent was too high but he was like listen cool i will significantly decrease it for the both of you he was actually just doing it for stella because that was who he was interested in but you know he has blood on his hands and stella is you know a fashion blogger influencer she's an influencer and he doesn't want to taint her innocence you know so it's it's um it's a slow growing thing because um Stella wants a contract with a certain brand but her page isn't growing as quickly as it should be so Christian proposes that hey why don't I be a fake boyfriend but you can't you know put my face in your pictures but you can like you know soft launch me basically and obviously they got together publicly so people know who he is but he just doesn't want any of he doesn't want any of he doesn't want himself on any any kind of digital footprint or whatever so they date fake wise but obviously you know feelings start to enter into their little dynamic um and things are going swell and they enter into a real relationship but then Ava dis- um, still had discover something and that causes the relationship to end and now he has to grovel um, did he grovel a lot? he did a little but like not Alex level groveling you know Alex's groveling was insane this man begged her for forgiveness for a year gave up his company Alex will be the king of groveling but the reason he groveled is insane he had to grovel and the fact that Eva even forgave him is very much you know (laughs) and what he did also jeopardized because Alex's best friend was Josh right and what he did kind of jeopardized their friendship and now like it also took a minute for Josh to forgive Alex took Josh longer then it took Ava because obviously Josh was friends with him for eight years as compared to like the couple of months that Ava and Alex were together but yeah Christian and Stella end up fixing their shit and you know happily ever after I'd give the book a five out of five stars 
I don't know if I describe the books in a way that's enticing enough for you guys to want to go read it, if you guys are avid readers, but I do think you guys should give the book, the books, the Twisted series a chance. I think it's a great series, and I would recommend it to anyone. A mate of mine also was reading it, and she said that it is a fantastic series, so I would definitely 10 out of 10 recommend the series as a whole all four books in my opinion are worth the read um yeah and that wraps up my book review segment and kind of just wraps up this entire episode because this is a very long episode i did not expect it to be this long uh if you've stuck around till this point thank you very much i hope you enjoyed the reviews that were given today i hope you enjoyed the episode and i hope you'll be back for the next one 2023 i will try to be a lot more consistent mm-hmm. yeah i will try to be a lot more consistent than what i was last year anyway thank you for sticking around thank you for listening hope you enjoyed the episode and until the next one god bless and i hope you guys have a fantastic week